If they're going to do that, they're going to lose the rest of their games because this defense is Swiss cheese. What's up, college football fans? We are back with another episode of the Saturday Six Podcast. Here to talk college football with my brother Tyler. I am AJ. New week. Gonna recap some uh, college football action. The Alpha Bro is in the house for the first time in Saturday Six Podcast history. We have made history and... One of us has gone undefeated on the week, a perfect 6-0 versus the spread. Yeah, yeah. I've done it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it was a good week for both of us. I I was uh, obviously not 6-0 because we were not on the same page for every matchup. We were on opposite sides for Oregon and Washington. And so I go 5-1. and You go 6-0 against the spread, that is. so. And I got um, my very... first lock of the season, too. There we go, baby. Everything's trending <laughs> in the right I needed that direction. one. I needed that one. trending in the right direction for us. So, uh, yeah, we'll get into college football action last week, week seven. It was a doozy. We had some great games. We had some surprises. Not to us, because we hit on nearly all of them. But uh, many other college football fans around the country, there were some great games that went down. So want to get into that. Before we do, just want to remind you guys, go ahead and give us a follow on social media and a reminder to share the podcast with somebody if you enjoy listening to it. We appreciate it. And let's get into it. All right, so the first one, we talked about it a little bit already that we got on opposite sides for, the only one that we were on opposite sides for, was that Oregon and Washington top 10 showdown. Man, what a great game. It was exactly kind of what we expected, right? Like the quarterback on both sides was the talking point going into this game, and they both played really well in the end. Washington just kind of has enough to get it done there at the very end. Winners in this one, 36-33. to what a great game. It's a good thing we picked it at two and a half because uh, a lot of places had it at three and ended up being a push for a lot of people. Just a shootout, man. I mean, back and forth. Washington scores. Oregon's answering. Back and forth all game. I mean, it, it was awesome. Um, I was impressed with what both teams' run game was actually able to do. I didn't think Washington had a run game that could kind of keep pace with Oregon, but that's what I saw on Saturday. Um, and it just gives you that extra little dimension to your offense, which allows you to stretch the ball downfield the way that both of these teams like to do so well. Um, not a whole lot of defense. If you're a fan of defense, you're not getting a whole lot uh, in that game. But it was an interesting one. Any takes on it? Yeah, I agree. I think you touched on the running backs. I thought that was one of the talking points for me going into this game, right? Last week, I wanted to know, can they take some pressure off of Penix? Because we know that he can get it done. I mean, if he wasn't at the top of the Heisman race, he is now, right? I mean, like, who's played better than Michael Penix Jr. has through the first seven weeks? 100%. Yeah, he's my he's my Heisman right now. Yeah, but I mean, like, that was my question. Can you take a little bit of pressure off of him? Because I did think this Oregon defense was pretty decent. And it was kind of a slow start for both offenses. That Once they kind of figured things out, then, um, you know, they were able to get into a rhythm. But... 300 yards for both quarterbacks, four touchdowns for Penix, 
Knicks had two. Bucky Irving ran the ball well for Oregon, too. But uh, it was one of those games where it felt like whoever had the ball last was probably going to win the game, and that ends up being the case. Washington scores a touchdown with a minute and a half to go to go up 36-33, and then Oregon obviously misses that field goal kind of as time expires. It was a great game to watch. You always always love when it's like literally a kick could win it or send it into overtime, and um, that's what you want out of college football, and that's exactly what we got. All right, let's head to SEC. You want to talk about this Tennessee and Texas A&M game with you? This one's kind of a snoozer, man, honestly. 20-13 to 13 is the final. Volunteers get a big win, move to 5-1 and one on the season. But uh, it's just hard to watch this Texas A&M team play offense. It's just it's, – it's tough, man. Max Johnson, give him all the credit, but he throws two picks, like 50% completion. It's just – it's not a fun game to watch, really. Yeah, I mean, there just wasn't a whole lot of bright spots anywhere. You could talk about Tennessee. You know, they come out victorious, but they only put up 20 points. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback only goes for 100 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Yeah. I mean. They were able to run the ball. Jalen Rice, did, I mean, 136 yards. You touched yards. on it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought that A&M defense would kind of stifle them, and they did a little bit early, but it seemed like, Really, when they needed it, Tennessee was able to run the ball, especially with Wright, and uh, ends up being being all that they needed. They put up uh, six points in the fourth quarter to pull away. It's just yeah, it's a weird, yeah, it was a it was a weird weird game. Both very beatable teams, and I think both teams that still have a pretty tough schedule ahead of them. Yeah, I mean, I know Tennessee's still got to play Alabama and Georgia this week. Yeah, I mean. Um, so they're not out of the weeds by any means either. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Tennessee, I mean, still got Bama, still got Georgia, still got a lot of a lot of big games to play. So hopefully the Orange sitting at 5-1, and one, they can kind of win a couple in a row here and build some more, some more momentum. Another one I want to talk about with you, man, this Notre Dame game. <laughs> it was a Notre Dame game, right? This wasn't the USC game because this team came out flat as hell. USC ends up losing to Notre Dame 48 to 20. And this is it's it's kind of crazy because like this is one of the biggest like games of the week. And I don't feel like my opinion has really changed on either of these teams after this game. Like, is that weird? Like I came into this game expecting USC to give up a lot of points to an okay Notre Dame offense. And then I expected a Notre Dame defense, which is competent to maybe force this USC team into a couple three and outs and then end up winning this game. That's exactly what happened. We were both picking the Irish in this game. For me, man, it's like Caleb Williams has been hyped up so much and and deservedly so. Do not get me wrong. Great quarterback. Uh, You've got some hot takes that you might be willing to share, but I think he's a great quarterback. But it seems like sometimes – talked about this already on the podcast, but it seems like sometimes he's trying to do a little too much. Like, you get the Mahomes comparison a lot, and so you see Caleb Williams trying to fit balls into windows that just aren't really there, and that's exactly how the game starts. I mean, he throws a pick to literally to the Notre Dame linebacker just right in his hands, and then, like, fading off of his back foot, uh, like, a couple minutes later, all three of his picks are in the first half, and it was just they were all throws that he should never have made, and it seems like that's kind of been if, – if they're going to do that, they're going to lose the rest of their games because this defense is Swiss cheese. Right. I mean, 
Notre Dame didn't do anything special in this game. That's why I'll agree with you. I don't think that our outlook on either one of these teams changes. You're still looking at a four-loss Notre Dame team-ish. I, I, I don't think that that's too bad right there. I mean, Sam Hartman goes for 126 yards at two touchdowns. Uh, Audrey Estime, that incredibly talented running back that they have, 95 yards and two touchdowns on 22 carries. So they're not doing anything you know, out of the ordinary or extraordinary here. It's just they have a defense that's capable, and USC's offense isn't able to keep up with that. And then their defense is just so terrible that they can let a very average, very lackluster offense of Notre Dame put up 48 points on them. I mean, it was ridiculous. Notre Dame had the answer for USC the entire time. I mean, nothing was going to help them. Superman looked human, and if they play another good defense, they'll lose another game. That's just all there is to it. Yeah, I think so too. It was it was never really in doubt for the Irish. That was the crazy part. Like it's twenty four to six at half, and it's like, oh, this is getting ugly. And then they score again. It's thirty one to six in the third quarter, and it just was an ugly performance. And I mean, USC, like we saw them dropping before this game in the AP poll. They had dropped a couple weeks in a row, even though they hadn't lost a game yet. Now they fall all the way down to eighteen. Get them out of here, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like I. You might as well kick them out of the whole top 25 if that's the way they're going to play games right now because that was just pitiful, man. It was it was hard to watch if you're a Trojans fan. It was hard to watch if you're not. Told you I'd be dying on that Notre Dame hill, and I was happy to do so this week. Good call, baby. All right, ACC, North Carolina, Miami, top 25 showdown going into this game, and we were both on the Tar Heels. We hit on it, baby. They covered that spread. Final score, 41 41- 31 Drake may finally bouncing back no turnovers in this one four touchdowns look pretty damn good they can run the ball the defense is all right and the return of Tez Walker was huge 130 yards three touchdowns big game for him sheesh I mean that's that's the guy right there that Drake made a Tez Walker I mean was basically the entire game uh they do have a running back go for almost 200 yards in a tutty um so it's just an all-around really good offensive performance. I liked what I saw out of Tyler Van Dyke. The two picks hurt. One of them was most definitely not his fault. Um, but he goes for 400 yards, four touchdowns. So I like what he was able to do. I think this is a capable Miami team. They're going to drop a little bit. They're not going to be in the top 25 after this loss. But they're definitely a sleeper team in the ACC. But... UNC just gets it done on both sides of the ball as much as they needed to, and that's all they wrote. Yeah, now you got to talk about a top 10 UNC team. They jump up to number 10 after that win, sitting at 6-0. and If if Drake May can continue to play like this and their defense can do just enough to win them ball games, obviously they've got some big games coming up. Still got to play Duke. You know, Still got to play Clemson, so it's going to be tough. But uh, North Carolina – Again, in the ACC, it's just the top two teams that play in that conference championship now going forward. So could be interesting if, if the Tar Heels can keep this momentum going. A little FSU-UNC action for the ACC. We haven't seen that in quite a while. Yeah, we haven't it, seen a not-Clemson ACC championship in quite a while. This is true. It's looking it's like true. it more and more, though. 
All right, SEC action. This one was interesting, to say the least. Missouri ends up with a big win on the road against Kentucky, 38-21. to Kind of a back-and-forth game. Kentucky scores 14 in the first quarter, and then Missouri jumps back, scores 17 unanswered in the second quarter. And then in the end, that fourth quarter is what mattered, and Missouri outscores them 18-0 to in that one to get the win. Kind of a weird game, kind of back and forth. Stats don't look great for either side. Turnovers, uh, odd uh, third-place SEC East game. It was interesting, no doubt. I mean, Brady Cook kind of looks like the kid there in Como, though. And I said it. Georgia wrote the blueprint to beat Kentucky. All you got to do is stop that run game. And Ray Davis does not see the end zone which means that you're putting a lot to shoulder on a not very good Devin Leary. Um, and he has a very lackluster performance once again. I mean, Kentucky's looking bad now, man. I mean, they're down bad after this. Yeah, too straight. You're starting to see some kinks in the armor a little bit here. You said touched on Leary, 120, two touchdowns, but two picks. Just not going to get it done, my guy. Hate to break it to you, but um, yeah, they're two straight losses now. Missouri six and one bounce back after losing. So uh, if they can continue to win a win a couple of SEC East games, they have a shot here. Make that Georgia game feel a little bit bigger than maybe some people expected. All right, last one of the six. Let's head out west. A little West Coast action going down in Corvallis. Again, we were on the same side. We both took Oregon State at home to cover small spread against the visiting UCLA Bruins, and they do that easily. That was kind of the trend, man. Other than that Oregon-Washington game, the only one that we weren't on the same side for, all of these hit, and it wasn't really close. Like Everybody kind of covered the spread pretty easy, so um, nice, nice sweat-free week for both of us. What'd you get out of this game? 36-24 is the final. Oregon State improves to 6-1, and one, moves up to number 12 in the newest AP poll. We were talking about this before the, I hit record. Oregon State, third best team in the Pac-12? I yeah. Mean, I, they are. At least right now they are. That can change. But for now, Oregon State, number three in the Pac-12. I think it probably goes Washington, Oregon, Oregon State at this point. Um, Kicking USC all the way down to four. I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, this game was never really in doubt for Oregon State either. I think DJ played really well, but I think what hurts the most is UCLA has got a really young kid in their freshman quarterback. I mean, the kid's got – Seven interceptions on the season, and three of those come on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you talk about a quarterback having three interceptions. You're not expecting them to win the football game, guys. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, He's got some freaking talent. I mean, he's going to be good. You know, he needs time to develop and grow up and learn an offense, no doubt. You know, and he wouldn't, you know, hurt from having a little bit better weapons around him. But this Oregon State team is legit. I think DJ's got that offense doing exactly what they need to do. And I think that they have a a pretty solid defense. I mean, they're up there with, like, the Utahs, almost the Oregons of the Pac-12, I think, in terms of a solid defense. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I came away with the exact same thoughts. I thought DJ did what he needed to do. I thought I, I said coming into this game, I thought that they would establish a little bit of the run game with Damian Martinez. He's able to go for 90 yards. And then Silas Bolden on the outside, he just comes through time and time again. He's kind of a short, small, twitchy guy, um, 87 yards and a big touchdown there. And same thing, like Oregon State gets up big here and it's 13 to nothing after the first quarter, 23 to 10 at halftime. They score 13 more points in the third quarter. And so you're just going to ask Dante Moore, a freshman, yes, a five-star freshman, but a freshman quarterback with an okay accuracy trait to begin with to lead you back. Uh, it's, just, it's just a tough call for UCLA, but, you know, it is what it is, baby. Run into that buzzsaw that is the Beavers out in Corvallis. That's what happens. To wrap up, I uh, just wanted to run through an updated top 25 for you guys. We don't have to hit on all these because a little bit of it didn't change. Top four actually remains the same. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State. Washington jumps up two to number five after a big win over Oregon. Oklahoma and Penn State drop one, six and seven. Texas is at eight. Oregon drops to nine. Didn't fall a whole lot. North Carolina, like I said, jumps up into the top 10. Alabama still sitting there at 11. Oregon State up to 12. And then you got Ole Miss, Utah. Notre Dame jumps back up to 15. Duke, Tennessee. Like I said, USC drops to 18. Anything anything stand out there? Louisville lost their first game, dropped seven spots to 21. That was kind of unfortunate. They've got Duke this next week. So could have been an interesting matchup, and now it looks a little less appealing. But anything stick out in that top 10, top 15-ish? I, I, I don't hate it. I mean, I like it. I kind of – I don't love that Oklahoma dropped. I think Oklahoma's a really darn good football team right now, sitting at 6-0. and yeah. um, But I get it. You got to reward Washington a little bit. Um, And what I'm also not mad about is Oregon not really dropping there. I mean, they went toe-to-toe. It was a shootout against a very good Washington team. If I you're agree. saying Washington's number five, then them keeping it that close, I accept that. I agree. Um, and because it, these teams, like like we said, like they're probably going to play again, you know, and se- unless something crazy happens where these teams go down and lose to, you know, Oregon loses to Oregon State or whatever, they're probably going to play again. And if Oregon gets that rematch win on a neutral site, like they, they did have to go to Washington. So I agree. I don't think you dropped them a ton. Yeah. And that is going to give us four top 25 on top 25 matchups to preview in the next podcast. And there are some other ones, maybe not ranked teams, but there could be some sneaky good games in there too. We'll throw a couple more in there as well. Yeah, for sure. Anything else? That's it. Stay tuned. Uh, Give us a follow. That way you can get notifications when the episodes drop. Although they are on a pretty... uh, consistent schedule here pumping them the out notifications baby. help two a week just pumping them out so like a factory give us a listen give us a follow and uh till next time until next time for my brother tyler i am aj and this was another episode of the saturday six podcast we'll see you soon alpha bros